This is Devin Mann from Man Versus. The following episode of Man Versus recorded at All In Recording Studios. In order to win, you got to be all in. You hear me? All In Recording Studios. Let's get it, baby. What's up, y'all? It's Devin again with Man's Versus here. I do have some very interesting guests, new guests, actually, that I know pretty well. Uh, introduce yourself. Jody, go first. <laughs> yes, my name is Jody Somerville. I'm glad to be here. All right. all right, and I'm Jarvis Battle. Also glad to be here. All right, all right, all right. So we have a very interesting topic today. Uh, in first season, I did talk about masculinity with uh, another black man that was a good friend of mine uh, who's also gay. His name is Sean, um, or he's bisexual. Sorry about that. His name is Sean. And this time, I'm going to focus more on the LBGTQ side of it. Uh, and so I've got two guests here that have different experiences with you know uh, their community and we're going to get into it, get pretty deep, you know, and talk about some myths, some facts and, you know, some things concerning the community. And, yeah, let's get into it. So how you guys been? I've been good. Yeah. I've been good. Yeah, same. I've been pretty good. You've been good? All right. Yeah. So I actually know them from my old college at Middle Georgia. And uh, we actually met. And, uh, yeah, Jody was super out, super flamboyant. And you knew. When you met Jody, he was like, hey, y'all, how y'all doing? You, you knew what? <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. I think you're nervous right now. You think so? You're a little nervous? No, I just feel like I'm most comfortable when I can be sidetracked. That's when my best thoughts flow. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, I do want to start it off with talking about uh, when you guys first knew you were gay and then like how did it happen and like how do you come out and things like that. So who wants to go for it? I think Jody wants to go first. <laughs> I think Jarvis is wrong. No, <laughs> um, yeah, so I knew I was gay. I, I've always been gay. I always knew I was gay when I was like little growing up, but I definitely played it safe and as you would say, like denied it more so for other people, not not, not really for myself. Um, and so when I went to college at 18, I was like super excited to go to college. I was like, great. Now I can just totally come out and be as queer or gay as I want to be, um, which is a totally different experience. But um, but yeah, so I came out when I was 18 and that's when I publicly came out, but I knew I was gay back when I was, when, when you can first think of like six, seven, eight gay. years old. Yeah. Four or five. Four or five. <laughs> I know what I was when I was four. When I was four, I was thinking about like Captain Planet and like cartoons and stuff. Yeah. I, I had a sister. And so I found myself enjoying things that I was not supposed to enjoy, uh, so to speak, at like four or five. So that's why I would say I knew I was. Okay. So like you were just leaning towards that side because i had an older brother so like all we did was like play basketball all day so like i didn't like i didn't know what was like feminine or male or like whatever like you know i just yeah. i just did stuff like i went outside mom was like play come back like two hours take a nap eat some food take a shower you know things like that <laughs> right. so drivers what about you uh i would say probably about the same um i grew up and Feminine things, girly things were, you know, that was like a taboo for boys to do. Yeah. But I did find myself enjoying those things. Um, but um, so and, you know, growing up with with traditional families, religious families, I feel like it was if you're gay, that's, you know, that's the worst thing. So it was always kind of like repressing yeah. that um, in my personal life and everything that I did. So trying just to avoid those things. When I got to college, uh, it was still kind of like ingrained in me just to you know, I guess be normal, which was not gay. Um, so I wasn't out in college either. Um, it didn't really happen until after I graduated. Um, it was when I was decided to 
be myself. So, like, in your case specifically, because Jody was a bit more open with his, mm-hmm. were you trying to suppress it or were you just trying to deny it or, like, were you just not telling anybody? Um, I think I was trying to suppress it and deny it for a very long time. Um, I think it was when I got to college was, like, I accepted it, but I still didn't, I still wasn't open with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know, you know, when me and you were in college together, mm-hmm. like, you never said it. Right. But like, right. you know, we would hang like all yeah. of us, we would hang out like, you know, almost daily. Yeah. And we were I was like, yeah, like he's definitely like, yeah, you know. yeah. but like I, it didn't it was, really it matter. That I feel like everybody knew. And after a while in college, like I would say probably after spring break of like sophomore year is when I was like, OK, isn't that when we went to PCV? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Because we because you, you was know. in the club and then we and then Jody was like, finally. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure it is. Yeah, that was a that was a spring break trip. That was that was when I was like, for me, it was like, okay, I don't really care what people think. I'm just gonna be myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also still not gonna talk about it because that's my business. Yeah, like I don't think, I don't think anyone's like what anyone does in the bedroom is anyone's business. Like straight, gay, lesbian, whatever, Mm -hmm. because it's like. You don't need to know who I'm doing stuff with. I mean, like, if I'm in a relationship, you can assume, of course, that we're yeah. doing stuff. Because, like, you date for two or three years. It's like, okay, obviously, yeah. they're probably doing stuff. But, like, I don't think that's anyone's really business. Like, I never really try to question anybody on that stuff. Yeah. Like, straight, gay, or whatever. Because I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, do you really need to know if they doing stuff like that? Like, Jody, if you're shaking head, like, <laughs> yes, you preach, you preach. you. <laughs> Sharon is caring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but I do have to comment on something. Mm-hmm. So I will say when we were talking about, like, growing up as a kid and, like, doing feminine things, I think it's really important, too, to realize or for me to realize when I was getting older um, that just because you do certain flamboyant things doesn't necessarily classify as your sexuality. And I think that's something that's really common now where it's like, oh, you play with Barbie dolls, so you have to be gay. You can play with Barbie dolls because that's your interest and still be straight. Or I know for yeah. me... Um, I didn't like doing the grass with my mom or my dad and stuff. I hated doing yard work. I always want to do like indoor, yeah. like let me do the dishes and dust, yeah. um, which was could be a sign of you know maybe taking on more feminine traits. But I also think if a guy uh, or a male is interested in dusting and doing more domestic things, I think sometimes society is quick to label them as gay when it could just be their interest, and that doesn't necessarily classify them as being a homosexual. So I think that's also something that comes to mind that I've kind of learned over over the years of differentiating between what. Our behaviors are versus what sexuality actually is our sexual preferences yeah i actually kind of agree with that because like i think every guy does something a little bit effeminate not everything but like there's probably like one or two things that you do super effeminate that people may not see as like traditionally masculine you know like when i clean dishes i'm ocd with cleaning dishes like i soak them i scrub you know and dudes probably be like why is he going so hard on these dishes like what's happening right now you know, but then at the same time, though, I do like I like doing outside work or working on my car or, you know, changing the tire, changing the oil. Whereas, you know, maybe not every. But then there's probably gay dudes who do that like all the time. Yeah. I feel uh, like I'm very handy as a gay guy. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I, I, I'm at my TVs. I do yeah. like all that stuff. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. You use construction, yeah. man. I can change the oil in the car. It doesn't like. You be thirst trapping. You be like, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. You be sweating. Trapping. Dude walks by. He's um, like, what's up, big fella? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I do agree with that because like I have a couple male friends that we actually had a talk in the group chat, and he was like, "Do you think I'm gay?" I was like, "I mean, I thought you were gay for the longest, but I know you're not gay." 
but he was just super effeminate like he just did like certain mannerism things like that but that does play into what you were saying about society like like what like uzi right like little uzi they be saying little uzi's gay because the way he be you know little uzi jody you know who little uzi is i'm not sure what song does what song does he sing or rap um you know city girls from jt or you know jt from city girls mm-hmm. he dates her right now little short dude that got like the pink diamond in his forehead Get, you really don't know who Lil Uzi is? He does that little arm thing. Yeah, he'd be like, the glass yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no. That's, that's very wild. Right, I'm going to look him up. You really don't know who Lil Uzi I've is? I've heard the name. I think of Lil Durk. I'm seeing Lil Durk in my head. Lil Durk is like, he'd be with Thug. Please look up Lil Uzi. You really don't know who Lil Uzi. Okay, but yeah, it's they be saying Lil Uzi is gay because like his, you know, like mm-hmm. his. And I find it very con- like, like contradiction within society because they be saying, oh, like masculinity, masculinity can be anything. Mm-hmm. But Lil Uzi recently got caught on um, Instagram Live, like commanding JT to do certain things, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, mostly women, have been like, "How are you gonna let a guy who act like this tell you what to do?" Mm. And I'm like, "That's a contradictory," because y'all be telling us that masculinity can be anything, but at the mm-hmm. same time, when there's a guy who's not the traditional masculine, you saying, "How are you gonna let him boss you around?" Yeah, and it's like, yeah, which one is it? Yeah, can I can masculinity be anything, or is traditional masculine? masculinity a thing uh i i think that like most things masculinity is a spectrum Mm. i think that if you know you can be on the far end of masculinity and you just like i just do hard things and that's what i enjoy like build houses work on cars eat steak every day yeah and and then there's like closer to the feminine side where maybe there's more like metrosexual kind of tendencies or just more domesticated kind of things that men traditionally don't do do you think haven't done do you think if men are pushed towards to be like more feminine that that could make them think about being gay um i don't think so like okay no like so what i'm asking is right because you know how a lot of people would be like oh like it's taught people be like oh like being gay is taught like like no one's really gay like you're taught to be gay not saying that i agree with that Uh but i'm saying like you know like that's always been said a lot by like hoteps and guys on twitter and like in the black community yeah. they were like oh that little boy ain't gay they just make him do the girl stuff like he need to hang around some real men he need to go to a strip club he need to see a girl naked like that's what he need to do we gonna you know we gonna fuck the gay out of him mm-hmm. and we gonna do that you know jody stop <laughs> um but i don't necessarily agree with that but that's always propagated a lot within the black community i don't really think about like the white community or anything like the mexican community mm-hmm. but i don't the black community that's always like Get that boy a little like like get that little boy or girl, make him get with the girl, and he not gonna be gay no more. So so my thought there is, let's, since we're talking about communities, we have to, we have to address that because you're right. Every community is a little bit different. So the first thing I think I go back to when I think of the black community, where is that we don't really deal with issues. And let's just say hypothetically, a mom or a dad thinks that homosexuality is an issue with their child. Let's just mm-hmm. say that's what they think it is. We don't necessarily know how to deal with those things. We don't know how to deal with depression in the black community. We don't know how to deal with any type of mental health in the black community. We also don't really know how to deal with sexuality in the black community. It's always like, get over it. Go cry it out. Go beat the person up. If they hit you, you hit them back. That's just how it goes. So I think that for people that are struggling with sexuality in the black community, they don't really get the support they need. Versus when you go to other communities, more well-off communities, 
these things are a little talked about a little more favorably and it's a little more socially acceptable to have these type of conversations. I do think in the black community, for example, for someone that is coming out, it's totally different to go to as a black male to go to a black dad and say, hey, dad, I'm gay. I do think in other communities, more education, more knowledge, more resources, it is looked upon a little bit differently for someone to go to their dad and say, hey, I'm gay. The level of masculinity, the level of dominance, I think the black community plays a factor on how people feel about doing feminine things and masculinity things. And I think all of us have gone to um, a PWI college and we all have black friends as well. Mm -hmm. And I think when I remember when I was just in the process of, you know, beginning to pledge within a, a, a predominantly white fraternity, the stuff that they could do and it'd be okay that black people would classify as, oh, bruh, nah, that's way too gay. It's no big deal. It's like, yo, yeah. he's on the butt. So what? Let's go play soccer. You know? Yeah. Black people are like, nah, bro, that, that ain't cool. But now we're ready to fight. Because, you know, <laughs> you, you try my, my sexuality. <laughs> so I, I do think, you know, I do think um, cultural groups do play a big factor in it. But when it comes to black culture, I do think we do take that route of, you know, put him in football, put him in basketball. Like for my mom, she was like, well, he going to be in church. He going to be singing in tenor. Like, mom, my voice is soprano. Why am I singing tenor? You know, yeah. but you got to sing tenor because, you know, we can't have you over there with the ladies. So I think it was very much so like we didn't really know how to resolve those issues or come to terms with them or accept them. So I think it pushes a lot of black people away, which makes it harder for black people to come out. Black males, I'll say, to come out, which makes it harder for black males to feel socially accepted with being gay. And so I think a lot of those factors just trickle down from ignorance from our parents, parents, parents down to our generation. Yeah, I think that's facts. I think. Because like you said, like black male specifically, I think it's easier for black women to be lesbians. And I could be wrong. I think it's easier for like them to come out as lesbian than like for a black guy to come out as gay. And that's why so many dudes be like on the DL, mm -hmm. like especially in Atlanta. Like I've seen guys, you know, I don't want to name anyone, but I've seen guys have like whole wives. And like I'd be yeah. like, I know a guy right now who's engaged. And I'm like, dude, this is really like this is really messed up. Like you're wasting her life like. Not saying you, I mean, like, yeah, you're doing something bad, but it's like, bro, you need to tell her. Like, you don't totally. told us, you don't told, you know, your other friends, but you still ain't told. I'm like, bro, you, you can't marry her. Like, right. It, you're, you're wasting her life, bro. Like, she needs to, you know, y'all need to break up. You know, it's going to be ugly, sure. Like, I get it, but you don't want to waste 20, 30 years of her life. Then you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm gay, by the way. And she's going to be like, what, what do you mean? Like, she going to go crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That happens. That happens very often. Um, really? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that um, people who can accept the fact that they are gay um, go through and and live that life, um, marry a woman, and and live the life that they feel like they're supposed to live. That that their blackness and that whatever it is that it's holding them from being who they really are. Mm -hmm. I think that. Um, the, the damage from that is it, it's really deep and um, it causes you to 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 live that way. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of trauma, like even a lot of trauma. Like, OK, I know we're going to focus like LBGTQ yeah. real quick, but like just to sidetrack, I think there's a lot of trauma in the black community, like all together, like just from slavery, Jim Crow, yeah. redlining, police brutality, like yeah. all that stuff. Like, I think it's really messes up, like on all spectrums of like just being black, like whether you're gay, straight you don't want to date anyone. You want to date everybody. Like you want to get married. You don't want to get married. I just feel like we don't know how to, and to Jody's point, I feel like we don't know how to cope with trauma. Cause like you said, yeah, I'm going to a therapist. Niggas be like, what? Right. Are you crazy? You crazy yeah. for real? Yeah. What you need a therapist for? You ain't, you ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with you. Right. Or you better smoke a blunt and. 
<laughs> you gotta smoke yeah. a blunt and, and, and you're you gonna be good you, you straight and we don't know how to do it because like slavery is only like 200 years ago like you know what i'm saying like for real for real. Like, it was really like 200 years ago yeah. and then you had jim crow like 80 to 100 years ago you had redlining like 50 years ago you got the crack pandemic like 50 years ago and hiv it's a dang yeah. we done been yeah. through it no cap we done been, joey over here like oh my god we got some issues in the community <laughs> But has this affected y'all's relationship with y'all family? Um, so I will say this that I'm not like fully out to my family. Um, I hope they I, hear this podcast. Uh, well, if they do, then great way to come out, right? <laughs> hey, mom. Hey, dad. How y'all doing? <laughs> um, but I, it definitely has, um, because they they do know. Um, they just went on you and say it. They just yeah yeah. So why, uh, why haven't you said it? I'm sorry to cut you off. I no 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 that's fine. Um, I feel, I, I, I feel safe, but I also don't feel safe coming out to my family. Um, I'm I'm super worried about the response still. Um, although like I'm fully independent now, take care of myself. I think that um, it still kind of makes me nervous to do it. I think it's coming. I mean, I'm on a podcast now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that yeah. I mean, yeah, because, like, I usually, like, give y'all the link and stuff. And not out of ten times, the person that I have on here, like, that promotes it. So if your family follows you, like, on Instagram or something, they're like, oh, you're on a podcast. I'm going to listen. 20 minutes in. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, crap. Let me know if I shouldn't post this. <laughs> but so you think, like, when you say that you don't feel safe, do you think, like, are you saying, like, on a like your life is in danger or do you not, mean like the relationship in danger, um in emotional space okay. um, i think that the response will be um it, like it won't be welcomed that i'm coming out um it'll be really negative in the beginning which is normally how it happens when you come out mm-hmm. um parents that kind of go to the extreme in the beginning mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like they warm back up to you as as time goes you know the relationship kind of mends back together but um yeah, and I've and I've have friends who came out to their parents, uh, Jody being one of them, who didn't have a positive experience when he came out. So, what happened when you? I I don't think you ever told me. I don't think you ever asked. I mean, it's not my business, but <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, mine was mine was crazy for a couple of different reasons. So, I always had the mindset that when I come out, I want to make sure I have a partner to come out with. So you don't feel like you're necessarily doing it alone. Yeah. Well, mind you, I came out with the partner that I was with at the time when I was in undergrad. Um, and that wasn't the best relationship to come out with. Because shortly after I came out, other things came to light from that relationship. And then the relationship fell off. So it was that sense of coming, feeling, feeling alone. So I, I called my parents. Um, I called my mom first. And I was like, hey, mom, just want you busy? Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to tell you something. And I was like, yeah, I just want to let you know that I'm dating guys now. I felt that saying I was gay would be too strong for her. Okay. Very Christian household. I I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's same like, thing, different message. Yeah. It's like if I was if I was pregnant and I didn't want my parents to know, I wouldn't say, "Oh, mom, I just got knocked up." I'd be like, "Hey, mom, I think I might be expecting." Like I'm with child. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, you yeah. try to frame it. You with try, you try to soften. You try to soften it up. Yeah. Like they know what you mean, but it's like, okay, if I say it like this, yeah, it, it might be like two percent better. So yeah. let me just do it like that. And so I always have this thing where I feel like I need to be in control. So I said, "How do I make sure I'm in control of the conversation?" So, of course, I told my mom and I was like, you know, um, I told her, you know, I'm, you know, gay or I'm dating guys um, or I'm dating a guy, shall I say. And she says, um, what you mean? 
I'm like, okay, mom, so we're going to play this game. <laughs> All right. I said, I mean that I am dating guys. And what I'm asking for from you is not for your confirmation. I'm just asking for your support. And so immediately when I said that, it kind of put her back on the defense. Like, oh, okay, I guess I should go in mom mode. Like, I shouldn't go into, like, church woman mode. Like, yeah. you know you're not going to make it into the blood gates of heaven. You know, all that <laughs> stuff. So um, anyway, so I was telling I was telling her. And then after that, uh, I called my dad and told him. And that's something that a little bit of weird. Like, I didn't talk to them as much anymore. And, like, stuff, like, resources that would normally come my way slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So it definitely became like, hmm, this isn't the reaction that I wanted. But I also felt like I am not doing myself any justice by not telling them. Yeah, you're not being true to yourself. Yeah, and so that's why I was really glad to tell um, to tell them. And then so in college, of course, I had to like, <laughs> I had to hustle <laughs> to continue to live the lifestyle that I wanted to live when I was in college. <laughs> um, and so, Jody used to always be like, I'm so broke right now. <laughs> I don't pay rent this month. <laughs> right, literally. So, um, so that was how I came out. But it wasn't, I would say it wasn't desirable, but it wasn't horrible. But I think the biggest thing that I would say to anyone that is considering coming out to their parents, especially if they're coming from more of a, a Christian um, household, I would say is one, make sure you're coming out for yourself and not for your parents. Um, that's the first thing. And then two, I would say when you come out, be willing to go through the learning curve or the the curve, the change curve with your family. Like it's not going to be, okay, great. Now let's go get drinks. It's going to be like a little bit of awkwardness. It's going to be a little bit of like, what do I do? And a lot of times I would say, at least after speaking to my mom years later, she was like, I didn't even know how to support you. Like I wanted to be supported, but I don't really know how, what do I do? Do I do we go get our nails done together? Like, what do I do? I don't know. So it's like really trying to help her out and like try to get her to stop using certain language that's not, you know, community friendly and stuff like that. Like she would sometimes slip up and use like <laughs> words that aren't friendly to the gay community. Not because she didn't mean to. She just didn't know any better. Yeah. So that was a lot. of It was a little bit of the change curve. But now five, six years later, life is normal. So what about your dad? Life is normal. Um, once my mom was on board, she's probably the harder one to 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 adjust once i got her on board my dad pretty much like fell suit for the most part so your dad just pretty much you have any siblings i do have a sister she she didn't care Nah, she i mean she knew and she knows she's like us so she's like oh yeah i know you're gay back when you were like trying on my heels when i was like you know getting ready to prom like you know like i'm supposed to be telling her yeah i don't have sex with guys i'm like let me try them shoes on real quick so um, like, yes girl oh my god hold on <laughs> they looking at me right so um so yeah okay so do you have any siblings Jarvis? i do yeah did it like how did that play out um my sis I have a I have two siblings. My sister knows. Um my like brother, she know no mm-hmm. or like she just assume. It's unspoken, but like it's definitely understood. She'd be saying little slick shit. She'd be like, Okay girl, go ahead and get it. Right. <laughs> and you'd be like, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have our moments through text. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she know no. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah, the other yeah. sibling? Um uh younger brother, um, don't know really know that he knows. I haven't told him, but um, it's yeah, he's in his own world. So I don't, yeah. Okay, okay. It's, it's and so like with your with your uh, with your family or like with your um, with your parents, mm-hmm. are you more worried about your mom or you more worried about your dad? Honestly, more my dad. Yeah, because I think my I'm like I said, I think my parents know. Um, my dad, it feels like he ignores it. Um, so when we back talk, it's kind of like, oh, we're gonna go out and see some girls, and I'm like, like, oh, come on, bro, okay. <laughs> we can see some girls that have some boyfriends, and we can <laughs> get <the> boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, and that's so. another. And I also want to address another thing that you both brought up, like with the religious thing, right? I and I, I wish, like Christians all together, would stop using this logic of, oh, if you gay, you going to hell. First off, that's not true. 
from what I understand in the Bible is like the only way to go to hell is like if you really like denounce God and you're like, nope, not doing it. If he's seen you the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying? From what I understand. Mm -hmm. In the Bible, it says all sins are equal. And I know to other religious, like other religions, that might not make any sense. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you stealing some candy from a store is technically in the view of God. The same thing is like if you went out and chopped off someone's head, you know, like you murdered someone. Right. Because it's trying to put the emphasis on like, hey, like, don't do bad stuff. Even the smallest bad thing can lead to something big because you can start some like some small stuff like, you know, some candy, you know what I'm saying? Some chips here, a soda here. And now you're selling like big things like iPhones, iPods. You can go to jail. You can get you in trouble things like that. So, like, I've never agreed with the whole like gay people go to hell or like lesbians go to hell or whatever. Like, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, like 90% of people have sex anyway. Like, well, before marriage, let me say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Like, majority of people are like, so what's the, are we going to hell too? Like, <laughs> like I don't, I, I don't know. That, 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 that was just, but then like, like y'all know me, like I'm a very logical person. Right, so I was right. like, I just never got that part of it. And I think that another thing that Christians could do that would actually, I think, like help gay people and the community is if like we were more accepting of it or like maybe not accepting but like probably more or less judgmental because i feel like at the end of the day like you guys don't want to be judged for whatever y'all do like you know in y'all bedroom the same way like people that have like weird kinks and stuff don't want to be judged in their bedroom right and i feel like that jody stop <laughs> you have not changed my guy but yeah i feel like that would be a big thing too because you know like no one wants to because like like we all sin and we all do bad things, but no one wants to feel like they can't be with their family or can't go to church because of one thing that they do. And cause if I remember you were kind of religious in, in college, yeah, like you would be praying and you'd be like, we should go to church and stuff. And I used to be like, mm, <laughs> you're not praying that we should be. Going to <laughs> I definitely went to church and, as a college student, you know, on my own, no one had to take me there. So yeah. 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 Sure. Do you feel like the, the church is, could be more friendly, less friendly. Like, like, what do you think? Um, I, I do. I think that the church definitely has room to grow on that issue, um, t- especially considering um, how many people who are of the queer experience are in church, who sing and who um, just contribute to the church, in whole general. church environment. Yeah. Um, I think that I also don't believe that being gay is a sin. I, I personally believe. Um, just based on like seeing people who have done the research that homosexuality was written into the, was translated into the Bible as a sin when the original text spoke to what they call gay people now as child molesters. Pedophilia. So yeah. Okay. Pedophilia. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. Um, I haven't really heard of that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I personally haven't heard of that. Um, Cause you know, like there's a bunch of information out yeah. there about a bunch yeah. of different things. So, I mean, I'll definitely look into that. Um, if it turns out to be true, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'll yeah. correct what I'm saying and things like yeah. that. Um, but that's a very interesting take that I've mm-hmm. never, that's actually pretty interesting. I've never heard of that. Um, but I did want to change pace of it because now that we talked about your experiences, your families, you know, how you feel about the religion, everything like that. I do want to talk about things that are probably like a little bit more taboo that people don't want to talk about okay. um, because like no one wants to talk about like the dangerous stuff, right? No one wants to talk about like, you know, like uh, if you were touched as a kid or if these people did this or, you know, um, 
gay people out here like on the DL like giving people STDs and things like that. And this is not to demonize anyone because like straight people do it too. Um, but I know in the community, especially in the black community, like and even the straight males, you'd be like, okay, let, like let's go get tested. And they'd be like, huh? Like 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 a math test? Like what you talking <laughs> like what you talking about? <laughs> Jody's like, oh my God, he did not just say that. <laughs> but um how taboo is testing in the black community <laughs> i don't know the answer to that question because um, <laughs> uh i i feel like um black men in general gay or straight whatever i think that black men avoid doctors um to because they don't want to know what's wrong yeah um so just that now speaking towards like gay black men i think that they don't go to get tested on a large scale I won't say that all gay all gay black men don't, but it is um you can kind of see on the apps like everyone says that they're negative. Well, that's not true. It's um one in four gay black men is positive, HIV positive. So um I did not know that. Yes. And I feel like it's and I feel like that number is so high, that ratio is so high is because people don't know their status. I think that's a very important thing is to like be tested and, and to go get tested on a regular if you're active um and uh yeah i mean i i, I think i'll lean into jody if he has anything to add <laughs> so i'm gonna be honest with you i don't have any stats to add but i will say this i do think that a lot of it has to do with two things one i think has to do with and we, we, we sometimes we can think that we're invincible mm-hmm. where it couldn't happen to us um and i'll just use even covid as an example you know, yeah. some people are still like, you know, d- we're doing things in the heat of the pandemic because it was kind of like, oh, it can happen to us or I'll survive or if it happens to me, I'll be all right. And it's kind of that sense of in that sense of like it can happen to me. So I think that's one component um, why people don't get tested as much as they should. Um, the second component is I think it's the fear component, the factor of like, hey, I don't want to know. Oh, I know I slipped up this last six months because maybe I was I wasn't feeling my best self or whatever the case was. And I slipped up and I had some unprotected sex and I don't want to know. So I'm trying to hope. That it didn't happen. And then over the weeks, you know, it slips your mind. And then you go back and you have sex with other people. And then it just kind of goes from there. Um, my thought behind this, and this is something that I just kind of preach. And I do my best to practice it, is <laughs> this might be a sensitive for a lot of people. So don't take this the wrong way, listeners. <laughs> I don't know why we have to have so many sex partners. <laughs> why can't we just have one sex partner and allow that sex partner that we be committed to that sex partner? And then that decreases all the issues that we have. A lot of the issues that we have when it comes down to spreading diseases. I think now... Body counts are so high and it's so socially acceptable to have such a high body count. It's almost kind of applauded nowadays um, that it makes it kind of sets this tonality that like, hey, like the more sex you have, the the, the, the more verse, the more better you are, whatever the case is. And that just increases us spreading diseases. Not to go back to the Bible, but maybe there were less diseases back in the day because people were, you know, maybe fucking less people, you know. And so <laughs> that's just one way to think about it. But that's just my take. No, actually, I do agree with that because all the time you see like on Twitter and Instagram um, and this is not even just like in the, you know, black community, or gay community or lesbian community. But like this is in almost every community where it's like, oh, who cares about body counts? As long as they're clean, who cares? And I'm like, OK, how many people are actually having sex? Like every time you have sex, you're going to get tested or every time before you have sex, you're going to get tested. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like the the percentage is probably like less than 10 percent, like to be very realistically. Because dudes are out here like, yeah, bro. And I don't want to call anyone out, but they'd be like, yeah, bro, I got some, I got some last night. 
And the first thing in my mind, when like they be telling me, I be like, I wonder you gonna get tested. And like the conversation of like testing and like STD just never comes up, like ever. But you know, guys and girls, they always talking about, oh yeah, I did this last night, I did this, blah blah blah. I was doing this, 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 this. And the whole thing, I'm like, so me personally, I don't have sex, right? Like, are you asexual? No, 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 no. I just oh. like because like so three reasons why I don't have sex. One is because I don't want to disappoint God. Um, like I just feel like you know I've sinned so much and done so much stuff that I'm just like you know what I don't want to like like this is one thing that I can 100% control like you know not being stupid being rational like I can definitely do this like there's certain things like I don't drink anymore you know like I haven't drank in like two years I've never smoked a day in my life like even back at Macon I've never smoked Um, so it's just certain things that I'm like okay like I because I know I'm gonna sin other places you know what I'm saying like I'd be lustful looking at you know saving it up yeah like I'd be doing other things so I'd be trying to like in my mind I'm like okay like if I can work and try to be like a better person yeah then you know like you know just like little small steps right for sure the second thing is I don't want to have a kid right now like yes I want a kid in the future like you know I want like two three kids in the future you know then you know I'm you know what I'm saying you feel me I'm doing that thing and also STDs scare me like a lot and some people be like oh if you get chlamydia I'd be like no bro I don't want anything ever in my life to be ever. It's like, nah, I'm not with it. I know y'all bugging. And then also like the community that we live in, like we live in Atlanta. I think it's like the number two city to have like STDs. Mm-hmm. It's either here or like Cali or some or like New York. I can't remember, but like, we're definitely like in the top five for a fact. And I just feel like, you know, us being in Kennesaw or Georgia State or just, you know, in the metro Atlanta, like 285, pretty much all in general, it's just like, damn, y'all are having a lot of sex. And I never hear anything about getting tested. Y'all are here having like double digit body count numbers and things like that. And do you, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you? Yeah. I ain't gonna judge you, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna, you know, do you have fun? You 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 grown, but just know some of these some of these things are like forever. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get rid of some of these stuff. You know, you brought up a good point. And I think something that you brought up that I, I'm really grateful for um, is that I think you have to surround yourself around like-minded people. Um, and I think that's what helps keep you on the right track. So, for example, let's say, like, I'm like, hey, you know, I don't want my my body count to exceed one hand. Like, my goal is to really, like, you know, have sex with people that I'm, like, you know, that I'm committed to. Well, if that's the case, I feel like what makes it a lot easier to do that, because I feel like sex is tempting for everyone, you know, whether you're Definitely. actively, whether you're not, that's just tempting for everyone. Um, and so I think something that's really healthy is even in the midst of being in this crazy city with all these people in Atlanta and all these different um, mindsets and perspectives, really surrounding yourself around a circle of like-minded people. So if you surround yourself around people that have meaningful sex, and when I say meaningful sex, I mean usually they're having sex with their partner or they are hooking up, they're very, very protected and it's, you know, it's far in between. I think it make, it, it helps you to follow in those footsteps. But I do think it is really hard to say like, hey, I'm not going to be sexually active or better yet, I'm not going to drink, but I'm going to the bar every night. Like you can't have both, you know, yeah. the temptation's too real. So I think being able to really surround yourself around like-minded people helps you. Um, a great example is like me and Jarvis are really close. And like to be able to call a friend and say, hey, I know we, you know, maybe we should get tested this weekend. I think being able to do that with your friends is, is really, really important because it kind of holds you all accountable versus you know, having friends that are all out there doing things they don't find the value in testing. And you're, you know, you want to be a part of that group and you want to fit in and it makes it a little bit more challenging. So I think if you do have like a high body count or if you're really trying to like, you know, take the right steps of keeping yourself safe, a lot of it is surrounding yourself around like-minded people that find value in 
prep, find value in all the different things that are on the market to keep you safe if you are sexually active. And that also can hold you accountable to say, like, oh, you've been, you've been a little wild lately. Have you been protected? Or, you know, do you need money for a plan B? Like, you know, really being able to, well, we don't need those. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if Jesus it was a female, do we need oh a plan B? God. You know, so <laughs> I think that's really important. <laughs> I agree with you 100% on that because, like, when I told my friends, you know, two plus years ago, I was like, yo, like, I don't want to. And the reason why I stopped drinking is because, like, I have, you know, like, I have, like, the heart problems. So I, like, with my insurance, like, the way it works is, like, you know, the healthier you are, the higher up, like, on, like, a surgery list or, like, a transplant list, like, you can be. So, like, you know, being younger, being fit, not drinking, not smoking, it just puts you at, like, a higher chance as someone who's, like, 75 that smokes and drinks. And they'll be, like, like, are we really going to give a brand new heart to this dude versus the guy that's below 30 he works out five days a week he don't drink he drink none but water and he don't smoke like things like that right so to your point like my friends you know they don't be like Devin let's go get drinks or you be like Devin like just take one shot bro like just like it's not even gonna count dog or like and my girlfriend she's really good about it like so we just went out to brunch um with her friend like my friend and her friend date each other it's really weird I'm kind of scared because I don't want no one to break up because then go, okay, whatever. But <laughs> they date each other and we went out to brunch. And so the first thing my girl did was like, hey, like when you bring his mimosas, don't put no champagne in it. Like he just wants straight up orange juice. And like she did it before I did it. And then, you that's know, awesome. yeah. And I was like, okay, like that's really cool to have. And like, so I do agree with you. Like, you know, like with you and Jarvis saying like, yo, like even though like we might not be doing anything, like let's just go to taste like just because, you know, like we're going to keep it up, blah, blah, blah. But I also agree with your point. Like if you're not doing shit, like don't like, Getting taxed is probably yeah. a waste of time because you ain't trying to spend no money. You're trying to win, like waste two hours of your day all the time. But if you are active, definitely. you definitely test it. Yes. Yeah. And with the whole prep thing and things like that, like, yeah. you know, wear a condom, do the smart. Why are people so against condoms? I never got that. Okay, I have to say this. So there's these condoms called bare skin. Have y'all heard of them? Yeah. Okay, they feel like they don't feel like anything's on. Like, literally, I don't understand people against condoms. Once I got exposed to those, I was like, wow, you can literally have raw sex oh they can't see me quotations raw <laughs> sex and it p- protect it and, and it feel as like as real as if you didn't have a condom on so i totally agree with you on that one i don't know why people are against condom but you can actually get some quality ones that make you feel like you don't have some on and it's not even that i mean yes it is that like you do want to feel good but it's just like you bring up condoms and dudes be like bro what like and i'd be like yeah you're telling me i'd be like what do you mean what like don't you I don't know, like, it's just my logic of going yeah. by it, because I'm like, okay, I mean, sure, there's a chance that you might not get anything, but every time you get in a car, you put on a seatbelt, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been in the car thousands of times and never got in a car accident, ever, but the one time you do, you're like, damn, I wish I had my seatbelt on, and that's what I'm saying, like, you know, and condoms, like, are pretty effective, for the yeah. most part, like, yeah. it's like... And mask, just saying. And what? <laughs> Mask. Oh, but COVID and things like that. Ha ha ha. Trying to be funny. <laughs> but yeah, like condoms are super effective. I think it's like 99% effective or something like that. Yeah. And then, um, and what Jarvis was saying, like with the one in four black men that have uh, uh, HIV, um, I think that stems from culture and then like the whole high body count things that Jody was saying, like not wearing condoms and not wanting to do prep and not be educated because- if I understand, like, I think, like, Asian gay men have, like, the lowest rate of STDs or something like that. Or, like, the lowest rate of HIV. I have no idea about that. Yeah, I do. I do, like, random research on stuff, like, all the time. And it, stop. <laughs> um, but I think, oh my I think you said something that was very important, Devin. Um, 
about education, um, people, I think that's a huge part of why um, STDs and HIV rates are so high um, in the community because people don't know what they, people don't know what they're getting into when they get into the sex. Yeah. Um, and, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. Ahead. Keep going. No, you got it. You got it. Um, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Cause like, so I was doing research on STDs and like how they're transferred and like why certain groups get it more than certain groups and why certain groups don't get it certain more. And actually a funny thing is um, straight black men, the rate for STDs for them is like actually not that high. The reason why is because the way HIV is transmitted. Mm -hmm. So HIV, the easiest way to get it is through anal sex, right? Like that's like the easiest way. Mm -hmm. The hardest way to get it for a black male is through vaginal sex mm -hmm. because of like the blood and like, you know, the transfers of um, like all the DNA and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many black women get it because they be with download, like how we talk about, you know, 20, 30 minutes earlier right. is with the download men. Like they be with men, you know, like the guy knows like he's gay or bi or whatever, hasn't told her, he been sleeping out. And, you know, in the culture, we don't use condoms or we don't, you know, we don't want to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. And that's why they get it so often. It's because of that reason right there. But, yeah, you can go to your point. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I just, I was just going to just mention about the education. I think that um, people don't understand um, the the whole thing around STDs, especially HIV. Um, uh, people who know that they have HIV are not the ones who are transmitting HIV, who are transferring it to people, who are giving it to people. Um, it's the people who don't know that they're positive who are um, spreading it. Um, and that is because if you if you know that you have HIV, you're most likely taking medications. And when you're on HIV medication, that means that you become undetectable. And what that means is that you, that the count of the virus in your body is so low that it won't even be found on a drug test, which means that sex with anyone else um, means that you won't transfer it to anyone else. So um, I think that that's really important to say. I think it needs to be said a whole lot more than what is being said. Mm -hmm. um, it needs to be talked about a whole lot more than what is being talked about um, so that people can just understand um, what they're getting into when they have sex with other people. Yeah, that's facts. And even some more in the straight community too, um, I wish like black dudes... Uh, like, you know, my demographic, I wish like they would just be more mindful of it because, and you know, it's different. Like if you're like, you know, like a girlfriend or wife or whatever, like, okay, obviously like, you know, do you, but like the guys that are single out here, like every weekend, like one or two chicks, I just be like, bro, like, like how good do you think your odds are? Like, sure. You could, you know, like you could have those good, you know, you could be that one lucky guy, mm -hmm. like who your whole life just raw dogging it and you'll never get it. Right. But you're not the exception to the rule. Like, like you're the rule. Exactly. You know? yeah. And you know, you give it to like 10 other girls and they come up and you, that's illegal too. Mm -hmm. Like people don't know, like that's like a federal crime. You can go to prison for that. Something too else that I think has been really valuable as, as I think the culture around HIV is slowly shifting, but I think it's a long way for it to go. So now I see a lot more commercials. I do feel like it does seem to target the gay black community to be honest even yeah. though like for example prep is available for anyone it's not just for gay people mm -hmm. but no. um nevertheless i think it was i think there's a culture that's starting to be built around specifically hiv um and i and i look on like i can't remember exactly what the dating app was but it's on one of the dating apps it actually allows you to put your status do you know what i'm talking about 
No, I don't do dating uh, apps. That's oh. uh, probably Grinder. Is it Grinder? Okay, mm-hmm. and it was one of them that allowed you to put your status. And even though when I first saw it, I was like, okay, that's that's stupid because if you have that status, you don't need to be on here. And which is a very ignorant thing to say because in my mind, I'm like, no, that's how it should be. It should mm-hmm. be something that's more social. Like, hey, if this is something that you contracted in your previous life or in the years before. You're no lesser than anyone else, but you just have that information up front so you can share that so you can have a, still a great sex life, but just being safe for you and the other person. So I really, after I like thought about that, I was like, that's really impactful. And I wish the community, all communities were a little bit more comfortable with creating more of a like, more acceptable culture of it. Once you get it, okay, you got it. Now what? And I think that's the part that I really liked about that particular component. It's like, yep, I have it. I still want to meet you. I still want to connect with you. I still want to date. I still want to live my normal life. But I want to do it in a way that makes both of us safe, and I want to be transparent and upfront. So I think giving people spaces to do that, I think is really helpful when it comes down to dating, um, for sure. So that's something that I think is helpful um, when it comes to making people more socially aware of their status and the status of other people that they may be talking to. Does it scare you, like, that if you're with someone that you could, like, no, I'm here for real. Like, like, does it scare you that if you're with someone that you could possibly get it? I would say I don't think I would not be with someone because they had it. Would it okay. be? And I think for me the scary part would be I don't know enough about it, so I'm aware about it from like someone that doesn't have it. But I'm sure someone that does have the virus HIV, I'm sure they know a lot more about it. So I would need to be more educated before I can say like, oh my god, this is a deal breaker for me. But I will have initial concerns because I would need to get more educated on it before I can say like, hey, yeah, I'm willing to you know have sex with you. I need to make sure that I'm protecting myself and to make sure that the other person is protected as well. What about you, Jar? Uh, I would say about the same. Like I, I have actually um, met a couple people who are positive, um, and it just took me meeting those people to like, okay, I need to learn more about this because it's here, and it doesn't change like the person that you're that you're talking to or meeting or getting to know. Um, I think that, and especially knowing what I know about it, it's kind of like okay, I'm I'm comfortable, very comfortable at this point. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a, um, a gay friend uh, that I met at Kennesaw, and like one of the reasons why like he doesn't really have sex because he's like I don't want to get shit like ever. He's yeah. like, like I think he's only been with like one or two people or something like that. And he was like, nope, that's it. he's like, and even then he was like, yeah, I'm bugging. He was like, mm, I don't know what I'm doing. So he's like, he hasn't done anything like in years because he's like, I don't want to get it and be like, uh, you know how like we say like like I don't want to be like a statistic. Cause you know, black folks, we be saying it all the time, but he was like, yeah, I don't want to be a statistic. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from, but he was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I was like, I mean, I feel you like, cause you know, same thing for me. Like I don't want to be, you know, the, the black guy that people like, Oh, like look at him. Like he's probably like a terrible person. Like black guy with muscles and all the crazy hair. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, like I think it's really just all about, I think for me, it's all about knowing yourself. So I can say I've been in three relationships. And for all three of my relationships that I've been in, we were tested before. And, I, and we both got tested before. And I was always tested after the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those type of practices are just really healthy. I think it's, but I feel like we have to have, all have to have our own standards and be confident in communicating those. I think a lot of times in all communities, we're quick to kind of like say what, we, what the person kind of wants to hear, what we think is the right thing to say, what we think is socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So we're not the outcast. Like, for example, I think with you, Devin, like to go on a date, if you were dating someone and be like, oh, I don't drink alcohol, that could be a little intimidating for some guys to say up front when the girl's sitting here ordering three drinks. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, maybe I just act like I do for the night because I, I, I still really like her, you know? And so I think yeah. that happens a lot. Um, I think it's just, we have to be really comfor- comfortable and confident in being able to say like, hey, like, you know, actually, 
I don't drink liquor, but I'll definitely get a, a mimosa without champagne. Mm. Or, hey, I'm not sexually active, but if we do have sex, I definitely would want us to get tested first. Is that something you're comfortable with? Yeah. If they're like, yeah, I'm good with that. Let's do it. Or if they're like, hell no. Then, you know, you, you have you have your plan. You kind of see where the vibe yeah. is going because yeah. I think that if you're, you know, taking your health seriously and like your sexuality seriously and you're saying, hey, like, like you know, like as a person, like I like you, I think you're attractive. And like in, you know, like in a month or whatever, like if we get to that level, like, like let's take precaution A. And if they're like, Mm, no, nah, I'm good. You'd be like, okay, maybe you're not the person I thought you were. So yeah. I should probably just, you know, get out of my life and let me go find the right person. You know, what I'm yeah, right. you know, <laughs> stop. Yeah. You keep throwing shade. Why are you throwing shade? Jody? I'm not throwing shade. You're yeah. just speaking the truth. That's all. <laughs> you think about it, you like, yo, that was that one dude I met on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was doing that. He was a little sketchy. Oh, I hope he hear this. Uh-uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I do agree with you on that. Um, but I wanted to ask a question. Would you guys date a trans man? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like I I understand, you know, and I actually have a trans person coming on here um, in a couple weeks, uh, a few weeks after, you know, this one drops. Uh, and uh, me and him, we've been talking back and forth. Uh, and, you know, he seems like like really cool. Like he's not, you know, like... He's not being slick or nothing like in the DMs, like when we're talking. Like he was like, Yeah, I love to, you know, education and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually booked me uh for a photo shoot. So I was like, Oh, like, like, like you know, like he seems real cool. So I was like, uh, bet, like, let's do it. And, you know, we locked in or whatever. Um, things like that. But I just wanted to know, cause and I could be wrong about this, and you know, if I am wrong, someone let me know. Or you guys let me know. But I do know like a lot of lesbians don't date trans women because they'd be like, Oh, like you're stu- you still have like the masculine um, tendencies from when you were a man. And I was just wondering, like, it, would you guys date like a trans man? Um, I think it's a huge thing about preferences um, and the dynamics of like a trans relationship as it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal sex life and my personal sex preferences, I don't think that would they will align with um, with that, tr- you are right with dating a trans man. Um, so I would probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a, I'm I'm a very open person, so I think that I probably could. Yeah, yeah. like like you said, like what you're saying is like, is it a possibility? Maybe. Yeah. But you know, I would rather date like, it's you know, not like another. That I'm seeking trans men. Yeah, you're not yeah. Like, you're not on like Tinder or what's the one you said? You said grinder. Grinder. I, I don't I don't do dating apps, bro. Yeah. Like I. I've never had one. Like I've yeah. just never not saying like they're bad or anything, but I just yeah. don't I don't know what they yeah. do. Like you swipe right and like I don't know what happens. Like like y'all like set a date or something. Like it depends, it depends, it depends on who's who's using the app to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just I just yeah. don't do dating apps. I mean I think they're smart and cool and like, you know, if you're not that social, it could work. But yeah. But that makes sense. That's not true. I'm social and I'm on a dating app. But you're kinda introverted sometimes. Well yeah. If we do a pandemic. But like outside No, of that, even at Macon, there are times where like me, okay. you, and Talia want to go out and you're like, now, I just Macon, want to stay in and watch Macon's a movie. Macon's a little, okay, I don't know. People from Macon might be listening. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just leave it there. Just, just leave, leave it there. there. I mean, you're a social person, but I'm saying I could see how you were on like a dating app because also it's probably easier for you specifically because you can type in like what you want as a person. You could be like, okay, bet I want him like 
24 to like 27 i want them to have a college degree i want them you know like yeah. in this area like i feel like that because you're very specific because yeah. i remember you know back in college certain guys would hit on you and you were like no like that's not like i'm sure you're a good person but like that's not my type so i could see how you could be on a dating app because like you're very specific in what you want to date yeah you know i also saying? think too i guess i know this is a squirrel in conversation but i also think too when it comes down to dating apps i think for me and jarvis might be a little bit different too but i think for me it's more of i'm busy i really am and so it's a lot faster to go through 20 guys and know you only like one of them then i have to go on dates with 20 people to figure out that you only like one of them like i can go through all 20 of them in about 30 seconds okay way more efficient (laughs) so that's why i enjoy the dating apps but then also the parameters are helpful as well and i also think too everyone's motive out there is so different and you can weed through people's motives so quickly on a dating app like for example you can tell i'm going to stereotype a little bit here based on the pictures that some people post like if you see someone on a dating app and all they have are you know pictures that are just very sexually driven well maybe they're probably looking for sex versus someone that actually is like holding a bible in their hand you know maybe they look for something a little bit different that's not always right but it helps you a general weed through yeah it helps you kind of weed through the the large population a little bit faster like if you go on someone's page and they're constantly posting like brunch spots you're probably like okay this person likes to eat i don't like to eat absolutely we're probably going to argue about that a lot let's not do it <laughs> absolutely okay that kind of makes yeah. sense so yeah, that's yeah. why i can see you on a dating app because you're very specific about what you want okay you feel me i guess you're right. and drivers is kind of like introverted like he doesn't i mean he didn't sure. hate I mean, I am, I'm introverted yes i mean i'm not saying it's a bad thing <laughs> yeah. like because you know different like you're introverted he's very extroverted Mm-hmm. And I'm very extroverted. So it's like, you can, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just like who yeah. you are as a person. Yeah. But yeah, what about you, Jody? Would you date a trans? I would say, based off of what I know about the trans community, I don't believe I would be interested. But I don't know enough to say that it's a, it's like a hell no for me. Like, I can tell you right now, dating a female is a hell no, because I'm not interested in females. But I don't, I can't say that with the trans community because I don't know enough about it. Um, I've only met one trans person my entire life, um, knowingly. Um, and so, you know, he was a, he was an awesome guy. He was fun. We had a great time, but I don't know much about the community to know, like, what, what, is, what does that look like? What does day to day look like? What does like emotions look like? What does compatibility look like? I don't really know those things. So I couldn't really say, um, so I'll have to do a little bit more like digging before I can say yes or no to that. I feel you. I was just kind of curious. Cause like, I've seen a lot of lesbians say that on the like reverse end, like the vice versa end. Would you the- date a trans woman? I don't think so. Like nothing against them personally, I just don't think I could do it because one, I don't know, y'all know me. Like I'm not really good with emotions. Like I don't <laughs> like like you crying and stuff, and like 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 you have like a bad day, and like you like like talking about society. I'm like, you know, you know, everyone has that though, right? <laughs> yeah, everyone has that. No, no, everyone has that. But I'm saying like certain communities it affects certain communities more than others, right? Like I tend to do better. Uh, dating watch just in general like all together I tend to do better with like foreign girls than like girls born here in America <laughs> no no seriously like I, I t- or girls from like the hood because they tend to be like a little bit tougher and a little bit less emotional okay because like I can't date someone who every day is like I need to know that you like me or I need to know that you're going to be there. And I'm just like, I, I can't like, I'm going to be there for you, but it's like, I don't need to talk about it every single day or like every couple of days. Cause like, 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 goddamn, like, we, you know, we've been over this so many times. Got it. Does that make sense? I, I can't necessarily identify with wanting to date foreign or like hood people, 
But I get what you mean when you say, I don't want to have to explain that I like you every single day. Yes. Um, Because I have definitely dealt with that from people who need me emotionally in that way. I can't provide that. Yeah. And it's like, bro, it's it's like, bro, come on. Like, because because everyone's love language is different right yeah like i show i show like my caring and my love um through like gifts and like money and like doing stuff oh. like, stop joking <laughs> i mean there's definitely been times like where we were out like i would drive you know what i'm saying i'll make sure that we're straight you know i would leave a tip at waffle house or whatever like you know things like that right like you know i'm not a very i love you bro like you know i don't do that but everyone's love language is different and i feel like you know Certain com- and not saying that this is an ironclad rule, but certain communities are, are more emotional than others. You know, like Jody's a very emotional person. Like he probably he probably deny it, but Jody's a very emotional person. So it's like we get along because we're friends. But Jody also knows not to ask me every single day. Like, definitely are we friends? You know, like he can bounce off my energy, and I feel like in certain communities, that energy probably wouldn't be accepted as much. Cause you'll probably be like, oh, you're just a like a transphobic, homophobic douche. And it's like, no, like I'm like this towards everybody. Like I'm like this towards, you know, my best friend. Mm-hmm. I'm like this towards, you know, like my cousin and stuff. Like I don't do the whole text you every day, I love you, like XOXO, kissy face, kissy face. Like I just can't do it. So personally, I don't think I could because of that said reason. So but it wouldn't be because you would you don't see them as a woman it's just no i respect you like i like i like if you so i'm very much on the lines of any adult can do whatever they want like if jody wants to like jody's name's not even jody you know what i'm saying like jody's i don't want to say your real name here but like jody's name's not even jody you feel me yeah and like if you wanted to go by a different name like let's say you want to change the name like i don't know mahogany or whatever like i would be like okay like i mean because for me it's not a hill to die on yeah, yeah. Now, if you was talking about, yeah, I just want to go around slapping people, I'd be like, okay, I don't know how that's a thing. I'm not with that. Yeah. Right. But if you want to identify as a man or a woman or whatever, or if you want to change your name or if you want to, you know, do whatever, I don't really care. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect me personally. So it's not really much more that, but it's much more like definitely like the emotional connection side. Like, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I just know for a fact, like, I just, like even dating a girl, like she's crying every day. I'm like, yeah. Like two weeks, I'm like, this is not gonna work out. So I guess my thought there, and this is maybe this has triggered something because I, I I totally agree with what you're saying, but I guess like this has triggered something about like so in the gay community. Are you familiar with the term like top and bottom and verse? Yeah, top bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, a lot of times it's this thing where I well I I don't know if this is like a coin term, but it's like bottom shaming where it's like oh bottoms are dramatic, bottoms are feminine, bottoms are this, bottoms are that, and I kind of feel like it sucks when people like group group people in that in that in that manner mm-hmm. and i kind of feel the same when we say when, you, when we say things like you know i prefer like international people i prefer people that's not from this particular community because of their love language because i think the love language is equally spread across all communities so like mm-hmm. if your love language is words of affirmation you can be a gay bottom you can be a gay top you can be straight you can be transgender that's just your love language i think if your love language is giving giving money or giving gifts i think that could be somebody in brazil somebody in the u.s somebody in china so mm-hmm. i do think that love languages are doesn't, I don't think that has to pertain directly to a demographic. I think that's just how we like to receive and give love. Um, that's just my thought there. So, yeah. I I get what you're saying, and I agree to an extent. Then let me add context. The girls that I've met tend to be more, like I guess like born here or whatever, tend to be more emotional than the girls that I've met 
that's been like from a different country or like a first generation born here who grew up with a different culture because they seem to be like, and I guess like the way that they were raised with the culture, cause like, you know, maybe more strict or more tougher. It, they tend, or even like hood girls, right? Like you grew up with a, with a hood dad from the projects. Of course you naturally might be a little bit more tougher than a girl with a dad who grew up in the suburbs. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, cause I grew up with a dad from the hood mm-hmm. and he was like super strict, like super tough, like, you know, very like, mm, like get after it. Right. So it's made me like a little bit less emotional. So I, I'm not saying that I'm never going to show emotion for sure. Cause like, you know, Valentine's day, you know, I went on out filming me anniversary. I go all out like Christmas gifts and all that, like her birthday, you know, like that's a given, like you can't be a, like an unemotional person on those special days. Yeah. But like on a random Wednesday and you talking about like, no, bro, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, so maybe it's not necessarily the emotions, but just the way they express themselves. Yeah. Like, okay. cause if you want to, cause like, like I buy my girl gifts, like diamonds and sneakers and all this stuff like that. Right. <laughs> and like, she's, and like, she gets me stuff that is in my love language. Like I like, you know, I like physical touch. So like she massages me, you feel me? And I like quality time. And so like, we'll watch like two movies together. Not everyone can do that. Cause I like, sometimes I like, you know, like a good movie, a little comedy movie or a little action movie. Some people be like, no, I'm tired of watching these movies. Like, no, like I want to do something else. I don't want to do that. That's what I want to do. Yeah. But we do 50-50. Like, we didn't know. Like, every other day we'll do what she wants to do. And every other day we'll do what I want to do. And not everyone in their love language is going to be able to do that. So that's why I stick to a certain. Well, let me say, not, maybe not like, like international or whatever, but a certain like emotional group. Because I'm not going to do the whole emotional yeah. thing. So you basically, I get what you're saying. So basically you're saying when you're dating or if you were seeking to date someone else, you look for, uh, you have an emotional preference. In your yeah, partner. I for a fact. Yeah. Like the emotional preference will supersede the physical preference. Okay, I got you, yeah. Because like physical is, you know, like you're not going to like this forever. Like yeah. we're all going to be 80 one day. Like, no, like we're yeah. all, stop Jody. <laughs> Jody's like, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to be young forever. I'm going to never, ever, ever, ever get kid. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so definitely the emotional preference will supersede the physical preference any day of the week yeah. for me specifically. And you've just seen it occur in a certain type of people, more certain type often. of people more. And I could be yeah. completely yeah. wrong because yeah. I've only, you know, like this is only Atlanta. So like yeah. you only know like a few thousand people compared to like California, Nevada, New York, mm-hmm. Washington, like all these other places. Because I could be completely wrong. You know, maybe I'm just yeah. lucky or unlucky in my context of meeting these people. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, so was there anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I think we had a great conversation. I do, too. I do want to add something. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving back from Arizona, where the population, or Phoenix, Arizona, where the population is majority white, uh, or all white, um, I think <laughs> the, the culture, I didn't realize how different the LGBT, specifically the gay culture is on the West Coast as it is here in the South. It's literally what you mean? night and day. Like It's almost like a culture shock. How we date in the South, what's expected, the conversation, how people move. Like, it's definitely a l- different. Like, I was even sharing with my friend Jarvis. I was like, Jarvis, you you have to navigate differently here in the dating world. I feel like you have to have your guard up out here in Atlanta. Like, you just can't go in here all happy-go-lucky. Because it's like a shark tank. Like, I kid you not. And, like, I think what I realized, like, you know, I don't think it's a good or bad thing. I think it's just different cultures. And I'm sure if we were to go to, like, New York, I'm sure the gay culture would probably be a little bit different there as well. But I, did, I, I'm just, I just wanted to comment on the fact that the West Coast, specifically Phoenix, Arizona, and San Diego, I would say that area there, the, the gay culture is so much more open. The gay people are a lot more friendly towards one another. Mm-hmm. People are a lot more open-minded. So, like, 
no one cares. Like, for example, now, like just on the dating apps I've been on recently, I mean, after about three or four messages, the next question is, are you a top or a bottom? That's the, that's the, before we can continue this conversation. Oh my God. In Arizona, Jesus you've been on a dating app and like, they don't even ask you that. It's like, oh, we're in the bed now. What, what, what you prefer? Oh, okay, cool. I'm down with that. It's just so much more natural and more organic. Out here, it's so much more like scripted and like dog eat dog world, I feel like. Um, Jarvis might have more insight on that as well because he's been dating in Atlanta longer than I have. But it's no, definitely it's different. It's definitely that. Uh, it's... It, um, I think image is a big thing here. Um, it's what you have, what you can bring to the table, what you offer, mm-hmm. um, what you look like. Um, a lot of the dating apps, people literally just get on there and say, no fats, no fems, this, that, like Jesus Christ, there's, you know, so it's, it's very like big on image here. I don't know like any other regions cause I've only lived here, yeah. but, um, it's, I just think, yeah. I just think cause like. Well, I don't know. I can speak on Miami or whatever, but I just think like in Atlanta specifically, like you got to flex. Like you can't like me personally, like I like dressing like I'm very comfortable. Like I like dressing very relaxed, but 99% of the people, you got to step. Like when you come out, you step in. Like you got to like yeah. Prada shoes, you wearing a Gucci belt, you got a, a Dior cologne on, you pull up in a Mustang, like you got to step when you step. And when you yeah. go home, there's... No furniture in the <laughs> Right. But it's so fun and it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. Cause I even told Jarvis. I was like, oh Jarvis, I need a, you know, I got my stimmy, you know? So once I got my stimmy, I was like, Jarvis, me. I, need, I need a new wardrobe because these gay guys are really tough to keep uh-huh. up with. Um, stimmy me. So yeah. But they don't have furniture. Like Jarvis they said. Don't. They don't. Yeah. And they six of them in one apartment. Anyway. Oh yeah. Six in one apartment, no furniture. But it's okay because everyone's life is a little different and everyone spends their money how they choose to. That's my HR side coming out, but I'm I do so think it's a little, sick. it's a little, little toxic. No, that's but that's facts though because like, and I be trying to tell people. So recently, like I don't like to, I'm not even gonna say it, but okay, I'm gonna say it. Say so it. recently, I just bought a new car, right? Um, but like people aren't gonna see the fact that I was frugal for a year, like extremely, like going out burger, French fries. I'm not getting, I'm not getting like you know the biggest steak in the world, or not getting like the the salmon with the you know lemon zest and all that stuff i was very frugal i saved up i you know was budgeting my money for like a year straight from like literally uh july last year to like like march this year you know what i'm saying um technically doing two jobs the consultant at adp and then uh also you know my photographer side hustle and it's like you know had to raise my prices had to raise my quality had to start doing videos um, you know, like putting in work, uh, they're not going to see the fact that, you know, sleepless nights up to 2 a.m. in the morning, editing stuff, waking up to clock in at seven o'clock at my other job, you know, working seven days a week, but they're going to see the car and be like, oh, he balling. It's like, bro, you didn't see me save the money, do all the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see me have to tell my friends, I can't go out, bro. I can't do yeah. this. Or if I do go out, I'm just gonna get like a water and French fry. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that does play. I just think that's like probably. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, that's totally Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you gotta have the jewelry, you gotta have the yeah. music, you gotta have the, the clothes, mm-hmm. you gotta work out. You know what I'm saying? Your body not probably the real. Like you probably had some surgery. Like no. As long care. as you got it, that's all they care. As long about. as you, you know, as long as you got it, you. <laughs> yeah. It's a struggle. It's, it's a, a struggle. Jody been trying to gain weight for ten years. Yeah, literally. I just joined it. Okay, that's another topic. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I just joined a gym to gain weight. <laughs> I really did actually. Jody, you look exactly the same. Like, oh god, that's such an insult. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. 
Um, I did get to 140. Okay, look yeah. at you. Thick. <laughs> thick. I appreciate that. I didn't even blush a little bit. I appreciate that. But yeah, um, I do think, I hope like when people listen to this podcast that the conversations will continue. And, you know, maybe if they have, you know, someone gay or lesbian in their life that they can learn from this. You know, like you said, like naturally, even if you accept it as good news, it's going to be baby steps going forward. Mm-hmm. Like you can be like, OK, bet, like, you know, like you're like you said, like with your mom. Right. She was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you want to get your nose done? Like, do we go wear dresses together? Like, I don't know what to do. I feel you. I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. no one you don't know how to react to anything, you know, um, like even when someone gets pregnant, it's like, OK, like, like, where do we go from here? Like you're mm-hmm. pregnant. Do I buy the baby kiss now Or like do I get them later <laughs> Like what do we do Do I constantly bring it up Do I not bring it up So yeah I hope people can take away from this That um You know Things get better Uh, And I hope You know I hope like When you come out officially To your parents Like It's not bad Yeah You know it might be awkward But like I hope it's probably not bad like, Yeah Your sister probably gonna be like oh, Fucking finally <laughs> Jesus Christ The tension in this house Has been insane <laughs> Is there any last remarks That you wanna add Jarvis um no not really uh thank you for having me um this was fun yeah i was actually looking really hard um because i was asked jody and then i asked a couple other gay people that i know and things like that i'm like if you're comfortable or whatever and then he was like yeah he was like can i bring jarvis and i was like yes you know it was good to catch up to talk to you guys again and to you know hit like a different audience mm-hmm and different target because you know like we want to grow like in our business and everything like that because you know like i want to expand more outside from kennesaw and go uh deeper into atlanta and then hopefully from like georgia to like you know florida to texas to arizona to new york to cali you know hopefully and then eventually we'll be like nationwide um things like that and then once we're nationwide you guys are definitely coming back on because cool. Jody's gonna be like, Hey, David, how you doing? <laughs> I, I do not sound like that. I do not sound like that. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so glad that you guys came on. Um, be lookout on part two of this. I'm gonna have another special guest on in a few weeks. And this is Man Versus, and we're out. <laughs>